Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, the 16th of December, 2020. On January 1st of this year, 2020, our church launched Revival from the Bible, which was at that point just a Bible reading program. You know, we passed out cards late late last December. We had the plan available on the website where we were encouraging people to read through God's Word in 2020 and to do that from four places each day, the Old Testament, always every day in the Psalms, Uh, something from the Gospels, and then the rest of the New Testament. And we came up with a plan that uh, gave everybody one day a week off, and we would read through the Bible this year together. Well, about mid-March, that reading plan turned into daily videos that we were doing even during a time when... uh, we couldn't get together face to face or we weren't getting together face to face for a little bit there. Uh, we wanted to try to stay in touch as much as we could. So I started making videos talking about what we had read in God's word. And then thankfully we were all back together. We were continuing to make those videos, but on July the 1st of this year, we switched to a daily podcast. And it's been amazing to see what what God has done with that. We've done over a hundred episodes. We, we we've had downloads now in the tens of thousands. Um, it, it's exciting to see people hungry for God's word. And I'm excited for 2021, where our plan is we were going to continue doing this podcast. We're going to keep pretty much the same reading plan from this year. I'm excited to think in future years of maybe some creative things that we can do as we try to go through the Bible together. I'm also hoping next year, well, probably not on a daily basis, we can do more video elements and add those to the website to help explain certain specific passages or books of the Bible or whatever it may be. I'm excited about what God is going to do um, here with this Revival from the Bible podcast and reading plan, and I hope God uses it, uh, as I've said often, to help people get into the Word and to help people get more out of the Word. And so today, I want you to invite you to pray for Revival from the Bible, but I also want to make clear I am not talking about this podcast. I'm not talking about this reading plan. I am talking about the real thing. Uh, Even that name, Revival from the Bible, I hope it gets us not just thinking about um, something that we started doing here at Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley. I hope it gets us thinking, one, about what happens in our soul every day as we read God's Word. But even more than that, I hope it gets us praying for something that we would see happen in our time, in our nation, around the world today, that we would see a true revival from the Bible. And I'm saying this today because I'm reminded of these thoughts from a specific passage in our reading today from the book of Amos. As we read Amos chapters 6 through 9 today. And these chapters, again, tell more of judgment that is coming on the nation of Israel. We even see some visions that describe that. We see Amos being challenged, um, but he stands firm and says, hey, I'm not doing this for myself. I was a shepherd and I was fine being a shepherd, but God has given me something to say. And so I'm going to say it. And we see towards the end, it ends on a very hopeful note of what we see, I think, are God's still future plans for the nation of Israel to bless them, to renew them. Uh, But the verse that I want 
to focus on today is Amos chapter 8 and verse 11 and verse 12. And it says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea, from north to east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. So here he talks about a famine that is coming. And really we should understand he's talking about one of the ways he is going to judge this nation. And one of the ways he's going to judge this nation is basically by withdrawing his word, where they will not be able to find and to hear the words of the Lord. And that is an act of judgment, a famine of the word of the Lord. Well, I want us to be praying that in our day, in our time, in our culture, this would not be. We want to pray for a revival from the Bible right here, right now, in our culture. We believe that the Bible is the word of God. We believe that it is inspired and inerrant. We believe that it is profitable for our lives, that it is relevant. We believe this book is absolutely essential, and we should want more and more people to believe that. And that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast is I want people to know how precious God's word is. I don't want there to be a famine of the word of the Lord in our time. So today specifically, I want to invite you to pray for revival from the Bible. Sure, pray for this podcast, pray for uh, Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, but think bigger. Be praying that God would be raising up preachers. Be be praying that God would be raising up churches in the United States of America and all over the world that are focused on the word of God, where they might not put it like the eight distinctives of our church, but they do believe the Bible is central, that, that there would be churches that are committed to expository preaching, Pray for more and more of these things. Pray for your church and its leaders. Pray for other churches in the place that you live, that God's word would be being faithfully preached by the pastors there. Pray that God, through his spirit, would be working through his people and creating a hunger in hearts for more of the word of God. Be praying for our time. Be praying for our generation, that there would really be a revival from the Bible. And then let's be, all of us, the kind of people that show what that looks like in our own personal lives as we faithfully seek God through his word every single day. And we experience revival from the Bible in a way that we want to share with others. So I hope that really encourages us today as we think about our reading in God's word. May there not be a famine in the land in our time, and may we be doing everything we can do to resist that famine and to create a wealth of teaching and excitement for the word of God. Next, I want us to go backwards to our psalm today, Psalm 144, as we look at verses 1 through 8. Psalm 144, 1 through 8. And I want us to think about where does our strength come from? Here we, we, we see King David talking. And David, he clearly was a mighty man. I mean, he did some epic things. He, he challenged a giant and, and killed him with a rock and then cut off the giant's head with the giant's own sword. And he did many, uh, you know, really heroic and even physically brave things that we read about 
in the pages of Scripture. Where did that strength come from? Well, he makes it clear here in Psalm 144, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He is my steadfast love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues peoples under me. O Lord, what is man that you regard him, or the son of man that you think of him? Man is like a breath, his days are like a passing shadow. Here we we see where David's strength comes from. He has a right view of himself, even though we look at him and say, wow, he's a mighty man. He knows I'm nothing. I am a breath and my days are like a passing shadow. And he knows that all that strength that he has comes from God. So I think there's some valuable lessons for us there today that David, even though he was a mighty man, was clearly not somebody who was just sucking it up in his own, you know, self-reliance. He was someone that deeply depended on God. And I hope as we're almost done now with the Psalms, uh, David being the most prolific author in the Psalms, that that is something that is that has stood out to you, that you have seen the ways that David relied on God and trusted in God, and that is where he drew strength from. And I hope you can draw strength from God today. And as we think about how strong God is, I'm reminded of a scene that we're going to come across now in John chapter 18. In John chapter 18, the uh, Judas and some soldiers and some leaders, they come to arrest Jesus. So Jesus is now in the garden. We know from the other gospels that he spent some time praying there. Well, he spent some time praying. The disciples spent some time sleeping, um, we see. But now the crowd comes to arrest Jesus. And Jesus says to them in verse four, whom do you seek? And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas who betrayed him was standing with them. And when he says, I am he, the whole crowd, they drew back and fall to the ground. Oh, wow. What an amazing statement. Jesus, just with his words, he says, I am he, and boom, they, they fall to the ground. He has the power with his words to just you know, decimate the, this crowd that has come against him. He shows in this moment who is the authority. He shows who has the power. He is. And even we got to see that statement, I am he, really, that's playing off that name of God. I am who I am. And and Jesus says that and and shows that he has the power. And, uh, you know, he does willingly go with them uh, and he clearly allows them to arrest him. They, they, They do not forcibly arrest Jesus. He gives himself up. And he clearly shows that here. And we see this incident with Peter striking off the ear of this man named Malchus, the high priest's servant, and Jesus saying, put your sword into its sheath. Uh, Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? And some might try to take a, a statement like that and turn it into some idea that all Christians should be pacifists. And I think that's a, a stretch much farther than this text allows. But we do see the example of Jesus that he willingly went And even we do see a pattern in the early church that they weren't going to defend themselves in the midst of persecution violently and that they were going to follow the example of Christ in that specific scenario. And we see Jesus here clearly going, and that should make us appreciate what happened and remind us that Jesus, nothing was forcing him to do what he did. He willingly went to the cross and you and I are beneficiaries of that.
Now, now what could motivate Jesus to do that? And ultimately, as we think about many Christians that have been martyred, uh, we think about the apostles um, as a primary example, but all throughout the ages, what what can allow us to to kind of process that? And in even if a time should ever come for us to follow in the footsteps of these uh, heroes of the faith. And that's where I think we start have to start applying some of what we're reading here in Revelation. And in Revelation, in chapter 16, we start, today we're reading verses 1 through 11, which is the first five of the bold judgments. And these are the most intense. I mean, this is the hottest and the heaviest. The wrath of God has been poured out in this time of tribulation. But notice that the angels and, and just what people are saying as these judgments take place. Uh, the, the angel is saying in verse 5, Just are you, O Holy One, who was, who is and who was, for you brought these judgments, for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. Wow, that's such a strong statement. And I heard the altar saying, yes, Lord God, the Almighty, true and just are your judgments. So as we think about those things, and we think about people who persecute Christians, it's important for us to remember, ultimately, they are not going to get away with it. And even that's what causes the angels and the saints in the altar to cry out, God, this is just. And even these punishments are what they deserve because of what these people have done to God's people. And so we can look back at the example of Christ. We can look forward to what God is going to do in the tribulation and know God is in control. And even when we see Christians being persecuted, uh, God is in control of that. And uh, ultimately, someday, he is going to take care of that. And as we seek to endure and wherever life has us, we're going to draw strength from God Uh, As we trust in him, he is our rock and our refuge and our steadfast love. And ultimately, every day, we're going to look to his word and we're going to find revival from the Bible. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. 